Yeah, before we go, I mean, one of the things that I wanted to mention is you talked about, uh, you know, changing the culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I... I I want to be. I want to share with you as I'm, I'm doing a lot of research right now, and I'm I'm doing some work with some organizations on, you know, their um, changing the culture of their leadership team, changing the culture uh-huh. of their workforce. Do you know that to set a culture, uh, to change a culture in an organization, the average time is three to five years? I would I would have thought that it would be longer than that. Uh, I imagine with the with the larger organizations, that cycle would be would gr- be greatly expanded, uh, well over five years, depending on on what their turnover rate is. But yeah, you know I, that that doesn't surprise me. The only surprising thing about it is it probably I would have thought it takes a good deal longer than that, um, because quite frankly, if you're going to radically change the culture of an organization, um, unless you get unless you're a charismatic enough leader with a with a well articulated plan and vision that you can share and sell to your employees, um, the culture is not going to change. Um, and the only way to change it is through attrition, uh, and replacing the people, the holdouts with people, uh, that you hired specifically because they, they share the same vision you do. So you're going to have to have a massive turnover in employees before the culture significantly changes. You know, and this this is something Nancy that that's her mantra: culture eats strategy for breakfast. Uh, yeah, no matter you know, you how good saying, you're, you keep saying that, and every time you say that, I, I always want to argue with, with you on that. But, but that's a Jack Welch. No, I know, no, no, and, and I know. Jack I know, was I know. a uh, was a was a very effective CEO yes, for, for yes, a large court. But um, you know. But it's true. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. She said uh, Peter Drucker, but Peter Drucker, Jack Welch, cut from the same old, really. Uh, that They're was the a same Peter Drucker. Same people. Yeah, yeah. You never notice. Yeah, yeah. You don't see Peter Drucker and Jack Welch in the same room. At the same <laughs> That's time. right. Uh, <laughs> well, you need to get Nancy <laughs> on. We need to. We need to debate that. Then I think that. she'd be but, uh, really good to. But uh, yeah, you know, to to really change the culture, you're going to have to. Uh, get buy-in, which is, requires a, a great deal of, of charisma and, and effective leadership. Um, and uh, if you have way too many holdouts, the only way to get around it is to replace the holdouts. Yeah, uh, and I don't think we no. do that enough. I mean, we've got to either move those uh, you know, actively disengaged employees. Yeah. We need to get them to move up. Yeah. or we need Lead, to follow, up. or get the heck out of the way. Exactly. I'm going to give you all the tools to be successful. And if you're not going to be successful... I'm going to help you be successful somewhere. Be else. mediocre elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. But I think this is a good topic, and you know, one mm-hmm. of the things that I think we need to start chatting about, and we might need to put this into our, uh, you know, our agenda of, to talk about, is I think we really need to talk about the importance of how the the new millennials are going to change the structure of our workforce, and how as leaders now, uh, even as peers. How are we going to interact with these people because they're the leaders of tomorrow? And one of the things that we're seeing now is that the days of command and control, uh-huh. you know, the days of leading from a, a position of authority are over. And yeah. we really now have to think about the new workforce that comes in. And one of the challenges of EMS, Kelly, has always been that we resist change at all levels. And we've got to be able to now change with the times as well, because we're not going to yeah. be effective leaders when we talk about uh, delivering the highest quality of patient care when the people who are out in the field don't really want to be there. 
Yeah, you know, and, and Nancy, this is we'll have to get her on to discuss this. This this is one of her uh her pet topics and she uh she's an obsessive reacher, researcher on this thing and she is through her research has, has become a lot more um uh forgiving uh, or less critical of the millennials, you know. They it's the common perception is that millennials are selfish and and immature and and not uh motivated sufficiently. Uh and she doesn't believe that's true. Uh she that's merely true. believes that they are they are motivated in different ways and their priorities are different and and the leadership styles that we use in, for past generations are not going to work. Uh she's she's a strong proponent of of every millennial needs a uh needs a baby boomer as a mentor because they're they're uh personality types and their characteristics of those two generations complement each other very well. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, you know I think how I wanna... we're going to motivate the workforce of the future and to adapt to their needs and their unique talents is, is something that every manager wrestles with. You know, and one of the things that's really interesting when you talk about that, and, and if we think about, uh, you know, outside of EMS, by the year 2020 and all, all the research that I'm reading now and, and, and doing by the year 2020, we are not going to have the same workforce. And I don't, it doesn't, it probably, it may affect even the medical side, but it, I don't know how it's going to affect the EMS. But um, there is going to be more contract labor or more consultant labor than mm-hmm. there is going to be workforce labor because the millennials don't want to work nine to five. They don't want to come in the morning. They don't want to punch a card. They don't want to sit there all day. They mm-hmm. want to be able to dictate their time. They want to have flexibility within the workforce. They are motivated. They are inspired, but they're not going to put up with BS and they want to do things their own way. Now, for us to be successful in business, for us to be successful in as leaders in scheduling and stuff, how are we best going to do that? But we, we can't wait till the 11th hour to make those changes. Yeah. We've got to be able to embrace those changes now. And I know that uh, this one story that we started with, we really have to be able to, to, to follow these things because mm-hmm. we've got to change how we're focusing and leading our workforce today and yeah. prepare for the workforce of tomorrow. 